Hey, this is Heather Langenkamp from the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and you are listening to the Don't Go Out There podcast. We're zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist. It's Nico, Brian, and Mike, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Welcome back to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. We got another bonus edition for you guys. And I got to give Arms Anderson, Mikey Settle, a big shout out because he has picked some really, really good bonus uh, movies for us to review. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs, mm-hmm. yeah, and now we go. got Dream Warriors. Shout out to Big Money Mike. There we go. Hey, my regular picks are trash. My bonus picks are elite. What, what, what can I say? <laughs> Dang right. I haven't heard a more accurate thing all evening. <laughs> exactly. Tonight we're reviewing Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. This is... If you ask any Freddy Krueger fan, Nightmare on Elm Street fan, what their favorite Freddy movie is, this is one or two. I guarantee you, one or two. And we're going to actually, uh, we had a fan ask us that question, which we will answer at the end of this review. Brian, do you want to give your general overview on Dream Warriors? Sure. Um, so when this came out, Friday the 13th and Paramount had just hit it out of the park like six months earlier with arguably their best sequel in that franchise, which part six, which we're going to be doing coming up here. Um, so, you know, new line needed a little bit of rebound from part two nightmare. And Street part two, which I personally like, but you know, they definitely rebounded here. Um, to me, this is, this movie's uh, the quintessential Freddie. Um, this is Freddie at his peak to me. One and two is no jokes. Fuck around. Scary Freddie. I mean, I personally like that, but you know, in four, on is you know too much like a parody of himself you know we, we kind of we've talked about that a little bit before he's he's chucky-esque freddy you know i mean but hell what can you say about this one man they got west craven back to write the first draft and you can really tell and you know then they got freaking frank durabont of shawshank redemption fame to do this shit um you know so this one to me is just like a perfect mix and you know while it may not be my perfect my personal favorite in this franchise which i love by the way dare I say it's maybe the best in the franchise. Um, but from what I understand, just one last thing, Craven wrote Freddy um, dark, like the first two and uh, Durabont and uh, his writing partner added the more fun elements to Freddy. So I love it, but I'm just go ahead and tell you, I'm going to nitpick the hell out of it too. Go ahead, Mike. Checks notes. Everything Brian just said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Wow. No, really. Oh, that's pretty much all I had. I, I uh, really wanted to review this movie because I love it. I think it's so much fun. Like, sometimes you just got to throw on a fun slasher. You know, I like a good movie that yeah. can kind of go for a good scare and stuff like that. And this has some scary elements to it. Don't get me wrong. But this, this like Brian said, is the perfect balance of what Freddy Krueger is. He's still, still sinister. Still has evil intentions. He's not playing video games. Cool graphics. Like in Freddy's <laughs> Dead and all that shit. But he's, he's you know, he, you know he's he turned it into Freddy Warren. I mean, this is really good. We're going to get into it. But special effects are great to yeah. me for, you know, being practical effects. 1987, really good stuff. A lot of the budget went to it. 
And I think they do a really good job. I love the characters. Minus one uh, in this movie. There's one character I just can't stand. I can't wait to shit all over it. But uh, outside of that, I think the characters are good. A good sequel. And I like Nightmare on Elm Street 2, by the way, as well. Not It's not in my top five or anything, but I do enjoy it. Um, well, it might be in my top five by it's default. It's definitely in top five. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just by default. But Right, exactly. A good sequel does a good job paying homage to the original while also adding to it, building depth with the characters. They bring some original characters back, like, you know, John Saxon, which is Nancy's dad. Nancy, they bring good characters back and they build upon the lore and do a good job with it. They don't shit all over what came before, and I think they do a really good job. Uh, I'm excited to break this movie down because I'm not going to nitpick it as bad as you, I think, but uh, I have a couple gripes, but few and far between. If I nitpick you, I love you. That's right. I'm going to give my quick general overview, then I'll let you go, Drew. Uh, Really like this movie. It's definitely top two for me. We'll, We'll talk about where it falls later. Um... This movie has, it's great, top, you know, start to finish, but there's two kills in this movie that are just absolutely awesome, and everybody I know knows which two kills I'm talking about. Yep. That's, that, these two kills honestly make the whole movie to me because they're so good. Uh, that's just my general thoughts. This is a, you know, this is, the, only, the only problem I really have is this is kind of the start of Funny Freddy, and, but he's still dark enough for me. Drew, what's your general overview, bro? I, I will say this: I'm not a, I'm not a huge Freddy fan, but I love him. I love the character. Right. I had, hadn't seen I hadn't seen this movie in a while, in a while. So when I watched it again, I was like, man, okay, yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Like I yep. liked this movie. It's like it's like it's kind of like uh, Mike's last uh, bonus one, you know, Silent Dead. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, excuse me. I ended up really enjoying this one more so now than I did when I watched it when it first when I first originally watched it when I was younger. Like I have more of an appreciation for it now because of the whole layout, how they did it, the characters. Like I'm big on the characters. Like and I love the characters in this one. Like they didn't take too much time, you know, to just saturate the character development, but they put it in there just enough for each one. Mm-hmm. And then moved it along. They didn't like drag it out. Right. So uh, yes, I love this movie. And uh, I'll wait until uh, yeah, we talk too. about the opening scene to uh, ask Brian my question. Hey, hey! <laughs> before we go into scene by scene breakdown, I just, I, I just want the people listening to hear this. <laughs> Kick-ass song. Not many in a horror movie that you get that. Hey, so, so Mike, with that, the soundtrack in this movie is awesome like that. But do you think that they saw how how awesome Alice Cooper was in Friday the 13th? I think so. Six, yeah. six months earlier, and they just yeah. kind of tried to... Okay, that's what I was trying to get. But, I think, but I think that uh, this band might have did a better job of incorporating the actual movie into their music video than Alice Cooper kind of did. But other than that, I still, right. I, I mean, I definitely think there's some inspiration there. They saw how that relationship worked. So I don't see any issue uh, with, you know, uh, Im- imitation is a serious form of flattery. So why not? Oh, yeah. And that's all horror is most of, mostly anyway. That's about- very true. <laughs> Y'all ready to jump into scene by scene? Let's do it. Let's go. 
The opening scene has an Edgar Allan Poe quote on, you know, as the opening, it says, sleep, those little slices of death, how I loathe them, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool to start. <clears throat> the credits show Kristen, she's whipping up a paper mache house. And then it goes to her. She takes a spoonful of coffee, just, you know, just a bean, you know, <laughs> takes a spoonful of coffee with Coke. So she is not trying to go to sleep in no time soon. Her mm-hmm. mom rushes in, turns her music off and tells her to go to sleep. She tells her mom she's still having bad dreams. <laughs> and I wrote, mom has a booty call to get to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kristen is in a dream sequence now. She sees uh, kids doing the jump rope singing gimmick. I wrote, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have called it a gimmick, but I thought I wrote down as a gimmick. She walks into the house following a little girl on a tricycle. And I wrote down there's a really nice score right now going along with this. This is where he takes us, the little girl said. Then the furnace turns on. Then she says, Freddy's home. Kristen grabs her and takes off running. Now she's in like, she's running, but like her feet are like in like tar now. and She can't really run fast. And Freddie catches up to her. But she takes off running again, and she gets to a room with a bunch of hanging bodies, and the little girl inside of her arms is just a, you know, burnt-up corpse now. She goes to the bathroom, and Freddie uses the faucet to grab her arm, and he cuts her, you know. And her mom walks in, and it looks like that she attempted suicide with, like, a needle, like a razor or whatever on her wrist. Now we're at Weston Hills. Man... You know, the, the doctor, Max tells the doctor his theory on the desk. Uh, Dr. Gordon, he's making his rounds with the patients. Then Dr. Sims, the, the lady, and him, they converse about the new hire. They're called to treat Kirsten. She's going nuts as they try to drug her. She kicks Gordon, and she, she cuts Max with a scalpel. She starts singing the Freddy song, and then Nancy walks in and asks where she heard the song. Mike, do you want to give your thoughts on those two opening scenes? So I love the opening damn scene in this movie, man. Like I can, I can't praise it enough. I think uh, it's very, it's, it's, it's close to the original opening scene or, you know, it's just close enough. I'll put it that way, you know, in similar feeling. And I love the way that they use the Elm street house as like Freddie's new kind of playhouse. Almost. I think that that's really good. Um, I think, you know, kind of like drew mentioned earlier where, there's just enough character development with Kristen to where you don't have to like go deep into her backstory, find out what's wrong. They just, they're just giving us enough. Her mom sucks. Okay. We see that, um, you know, she's kind of out for, you know, tricking. Let's just be honest. Right. Get laid. It's all about the D. All about the D. And, you know, and she's not a very good mom. And, you know, that kind of is a theme throughout this entire movie that none of these adults are worth a shit except the doctor and Nancy. Um, that's about it. And so I like that they lay that groundwork early. You don't have to go into why she started having these bad dreams, all that stuff, Freddie. And I love, I love that they didn't give uh, like a revival scene to Freddie. Like he's just around, like he doesn't mm-hmm. have to be brought back to life. He's just there always. And I love that about this movie. And so Love, I love both. Uh, I love both of these scenes, and I think that I, I put this. I think that the way that, and I love the Halloween series, but the way that they use the Elm Street house in this movie is better than than any movie did the Michael Myers house. Barney, I, I love how they use the Elm Street house as Freddy's playhouse. That's like super damn creepy throughout the entire movie. 
Well, besides resurrection, I agree. Go ahead, Drew. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so I want, I'm gonna go back to like uh, this uh, last movie that we uh, we just reviewed. How everybody was talking about the opening scene was elite, elite, the goat, top ten greatest of all time. Yeah, elite. Um, this opening scene <laughs> is damn elite. Okay. I mean, it is elite. It is. Like you go into it and you're like, okay, bam. Okay, she's in this. She's right in the playhouse. She's going through her muck. She's like running around. She's got the doll. Like you know, doing everything. And like, I just caught got caught up in this whole what was like probably like four or five minutes maybe in the opening yep. scene where like you really get it like intense. I felt that shit. Yep. I felt it right here in the chest. <laughs> What's uh? What's the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, what's the name? The linebacker. linebacker. Say it with your chest, Terrell Suggs. No, no, not Suggs. Ray Lewis. One, Ray Lewis. Yeah, the one that killed somebody. Ray Lewis. Oh, yeah. Ray Lewis. <laughs> Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Yeah, I felt it. Great opening scene. I love everything. The uh, the way they shot this, the different angles that they took with it, just made it so damn good. And I remember dropping in the group chat with us. I was like, this opening scene is so fucking good. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. We're, they, they thought I was talking about uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I, I knew it. you were talking about Freddy because that's a great opening scene. But it both man, it's, it's great. I love it. I love it. Love Go ahead, it. Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Patricia Arquette for sure in this one playing Kristen. But, uh, yeah, fun fact, she was actually nearly fired the first day for poor performance. But, uh, what? Yeah, but uh, yeah. Craven liked her look so much that they gave her one another chance. Um, I actually I actually hate that they recast her for uh, the actress's name is Tuesday Night, K-N-I-G-H-T. That, you that can blame point. her for that, Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she got pregnant, and it wasn't by, you know, a thousand maniacs. So she had to, uh, <laughs> they had to recast her. Um, but, uh the little girl in Christmas dream uh, saying this is where he takes us. Look, that's a reminder to me that he's a fucking child killer. And I want mm-hmm. more. I want more of that in my Freddy movies because yes. I want to hate Freddy. And I can't. I can't, man. From like three on, he's like funny as hell. And I just I love him. And it's not. It, that's a good and a bad thing, which I mean, that's kind of hard to understand, you know. Um, is it? You got to make jokes kinda hard to, to, for, hard to to like, for you to like them? Well, no, I mean, like, I, I, I love that he makes the jokes, but I also wish that he was a little bit darker. Like my favorite, my favorite Nightmare on Elm Streets are, you know, one and West Craven's, Craven's New Nightmare, where he's dark as hell and almost like no comedy. So yep. I mean, those are my favorite, but I really do enjoy this movie. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm contra- contradicting myself there, but hey, that's that's kind of me, man. I'm gonna contradict myself this whole damn time, probably. Half um, in, half out. I got you, hokey pokey. <laughs> um, I never really understood why Kristen had a razor, though, a razor blade in her hand after this, because I thought every other movie where, like, cuts just appear on them in real life, unless he's makes, making them do that in the dreams. So I always yeah. thought, I always thought she should not have that blade in her hand. Um, but, you know, may, like I said, maybe I'm just not understanding something, or maybe that's just something that, you know, I'm, I'm nitpicking at that. Um, hell, we get. Freaking Lawrence Fishburne in this movie, man. I know. Um, I, I love that. Can- oh, I love uh, fun fact: he's credited as Larry Fishburne, um, actually. 
So I actually like the whole Breakfast Club vibe with the kids in this movie. Um, I really like how uh, Dr. Neil, uh, played by, what's his name, Craig Wasson, Wasson. Um, he's the first doctor to me in any horror franchise where the main characters, you know, you know where the main characters, the patients, where he's, you know, seems like he actually gives a shit or isn't somehow working for the bad guy or some evil right. entity or whatever. I mean, obviously, that's quickly contrasted by Dr. Bitchface or Sims or whatever that old lady's name is. But uh, um, the last thing I'll say is, you know, I, I love love Heather Langenkamp. I've got her, you know, signature on this glove behind me because she's my she's she's probably my favorite final girl. If I had to pick her or Nev Campbell, like they're they're right there. I love her. Um, but, you know, so, yeah, th I guess are we going to talk about the weird ending? Because I know we've already gone over Nightmare on Elm Street one. So and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably hit up our first episode ever. And we 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 dove pretty deep into this, the weird ending of the first one. But, you know, they implied that, you know, everybody's died. And then in part two, they kind of talked about basically say Nancy went crazy. But I guess we just kind of ignore that in this one. And, and yeah. I'm honestly glad that they did. Me too. You know, I wish, spoiler alert, but I wish they hadn't uh, killed off Heather's character in this one. You know, I wish they kind of made her more of a Loomis type character. And I know, if, I, know I think I've said that before, but, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, own that shit. Loomis style, I think. You know, I, I felt the series... Didn't really know how to go on without her, though, after this. Because after this, it's like, you know, like I said, the next one's not not until she comes back in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And, uh, you know, I know I complain about there's too much damn Laurie Strode in Halloween movies, but, you know. I was just about to say. I was so just what, about so, to say, uh, Laurie would be so, great in this one. So, I mean, but what do I know? You know, I love Nancy, though. This this three and Nightmare, New Nightmare make a great, uh, or this, the first one and New Nightmare make yep. a great trilogy. Yes, they do. I agree, and I'm with you on the uh, razor blade, Brian. That I, I was kind of confused about that myself. Next scene is Nancy and Doctor Gordon. They're walking, discussing the patients. He says they all have the boogeyman in common, so they don't sleep. He said they had one kid cut his own eyelids off. And I wrote down he. You can tell that he's really attracted to Nancy, and who can blame him? Because oh, yeah. Nancy, Nancy looks. She looks very pretty in this movie. She looks he, great. <clears throat> he asked her about the nursery rhyme. He sees a nun in the distance, then disappears. Max is giving Nancy a tour. She checks out Philip's puppets. Joey has the hots for a nurse. Nancy is interviewing Kristen's mom. Nancy sees the paper mache house. Back to Gordon. He's on the computer looking up the medicine hypnosil. Kristen is in bed sketching the house. She nods off and her door opens. A tricycle rolls in with bloody tire streaks and it starts to melt because it's really hot. She's back in the Freddy house again. You know, I wrote it down. There's a really loud fly noise. Uh, this pig, there's like a, you know, like a roasted pig on the table and the pig comes alive. Then I wrote snake Freddy comes out at her and, you know, it comes like through the ground then it goes into the walls and then it tries to swallow her. You know, this is kind of like an iconic scene in the movie. Oh yeah. She yells Nancy and she wakes up and now Nancy's in the dream. Now she, she, she stabs snake Freddy and Kristen gets free. Nancy wakes up with a cut on her hand. Nancy takes the paper mache house to Kirsten or to Kristen. I'm sorry. Says it's her old house. Ask her about pulling the people into her dreams. Brian, do you want to go first on those two scenes, man? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the hypnosil, actually, the drug that uh, Nancy drops for dreamless sleep. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's really ever hit on again in the franchise until Freddy versus Jason. Yep. Um, just a little tidbit there, and I really, I really like that. I think they should have taken advantage of it. Which, I mean, that was a good part of Freddy versus Jason. Um, I love Cade. 
uh, the black guy, but Joey to me, man, Joey's a trip, man. And he's got that. I don't know if you guys noticed. He's got that prison teardrop tattoo in this yes. first yep. scene. Yeah, yes. he doesn't. He doesn't have it the rest of the movie, and he's in the second one. Um, you know, so I'm not real sure what happened with that, but I guess you know maybe the guy really didn't die or something. I don't know, but he's got the. Uh, he doesn't have that tattoo the rest of the movie. Um, you know, all that dude wants is some booty. So you know, it's a carryover. He's a carryover to four, which you know I live. I wish. Patricia Arquette was um, the snake scene. It's amazing practical effects in this um, little fun fact. Original came out looking to <clears throat> phallic. So the crew apparently didn't yeah. have time to paint it. So they covered the green goo to hide the uh, <clears throat> pink phallic hue. So that's a little fun yeah. fact there. Um, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great first meeting between Freddie and Nancy right mm-hmm. there. Um, I just, I kind of wish it hadn't been like, you know, Dick Face Freddy with their first confrontation, but I mean, I wish it would have just been normal. <laughs> wish it have been normal, Freddy. But hell, right. nobody, nobody asked me. I was four years old. I do think that uh, <laughs> I do think that Kristen's power of being able to pull people in her dreams is great. And as far as the powers go, maybe you know, we'll get. It, I'll get into the, that a little bit later. But which I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge fan of the powers, honestly. But uh, um, you know, that's that's where I'm at. Go ahead, Drew. Uh, I'm gonna say, like, with the powers thing, with uh, the piggyback off Brian, there is like uh, the powers thing that I actually like because, like, in my dreams, when I'm kind of like there, like, you know, there's things that I do in my dreams that I wish I could do in real life that I can understand how that could be a thing for this movie. Because I mean, if if Freddy has powers in his night uh, in these nightmares, why can't the people who are dreaming these nightmares? I guess had the same thing. So the, the the powers didn't bother me at all, especially considering, you know, the powers that they gave each one, you know, like the one power is like her doing these gymnastic backflips. It can jump up, whatever. The other one's like, he's strong. The other one, he can walk. Of course, anybody that's dreaming that they, you know, that they, they can't walk in real life, you know, they're going to dream that they can get up and they can walk. They can do all the things that they want to do in real life. So that didn't really bother me as much, uh, but I can understand how that's like kind of a thing. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this is kind of Freddy's thing. They shouldn't have powers on their own. Uh, but I loved, I loved how the introduction, like Brian was saying, the introduction to uh, Freddy could have been done better off the uh, the dick face, as uh, Brian said. <laughs> Uh, it could it could have been better introduced to it, but but I think the introduction at the very beginning, the very uh, intro of it, like I said, the elite one, uh, kind of helps that secondary one play off of it. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. So I love I love most of this. I I actually really like Warm Freddy or Snake Freddy, you know, Dick Freddy, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I think it's it looks good. Like I see what you're saying. It's not the best. It's not what I would have wanted another uh, Nancy and Freddie meeting to be. But I'll still take him. The facials by Robert England there, or it might not have been him, but I'm gonna assume. Well, the uh, effects were yeah, the effects were amazing. I'm not yeah. Right. yeah they, so, they look so great. They did look great. I love the the realization that comes over him when he goes, "You." And she goes, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> I really I think that's really good. Um, I like most of these characters, uh, like you said, 
I uh, I really like Kincaid, <laughs> and I can't wait to quote more Kincaid here in a, in the next uh, 15, 20 minutes as we keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of that. Um, Philip, I only, I mean, he's not really, he's, his character isn't that important except for one scene, which I cannot fucking wait to get to. So up again, next, right up next, right. Mm-hmm. Some of these scenes, I actually like it, that it took about 35 minutes to get to a kill. Sometimes we're killing right out the gate and that's good. And sometimes it's not. And sometimes they, you wait forever, like fucking the worst movie of all time, Slender Man, where you have to wait 45 minutes and no one even actually dies on screen. Or it's this. It's done really well. They build up that tension. I think it's really good. Um, hold on. I have something. Uh, I, I had something written down. I wanted to get it out. Joey. You mentioned Joey. So I like Joey, but throughout the, his power is basically boobs. Like... <laughs> That's your that's your power, man. That's you. He's a he he's a horny he's a horny moot. Like you know, nothing wrong with that. What's nothing the issue? I guess I guess nothing. I mean, but like you said, Brian, I I'm not huge on the powers, only because the powers suck. Yeah, except Kristen's. Hers is perfect. No, her power, her her power stinks. Her ability to pull people in her dreams is cool. Well, that's <laughs> her well, only power right. is an an acrobat. Well, and, <laughs> and, and, and Cade's and Cade's power, like being super strong, like I, that's cool. I can go with that. It's the wizard magical shit, and this. I mean, that's the kind. I'm just it. It gets into cheese, like big time cheese, a little bit, and that's why I'm. I kind of am just blah. And but, one more thing, I know a lot of a lot of. One-liners in this movie are given to Freddy and a lot of the most famous quotes. But to me, the quotes from Kincaid stick with me almost more than Freddy's one-liners. The, <laughs> oh, great. Now, oh, great. Now my dick is killing me. Like, <laughs> that's <so laughs> Man, Yes. That's <laughs> one of my favorite lines. And uh, I'm going to wait for another scene later because when they go into the dream and they try to get Freddy, that's – God, I – I think I quote that almost as much as I do Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> All right, the next two scenes, guys, they have the two most famous kills, and I'm really looking forward to the end of this review just to see which one y'all pick because this is going to be a great debate, I think. Cause I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing which one y'all pick. Dr. Gordon and Dr. Sims introduce Nancy to the patients in a group therapy session kind of setting. They all tell Nancy details about themselves. I wrote down basically just foreshadowing the way they're going to die, honestly. Taryn, Joey, and Will, they're all playing the wizard game. Max makes them all go to sleep. Nancy and Gordon are at dinner. Nancy wants Dr. Gordon to give the patients hypnocell. He tells her no. Back to Philip and Kincaid's room. A puppet comes to life. It's Freddy, which looks freaking awesome. Looks awesome. Fre- so, Freddy, so good. Freddy uses Philip's veins, I, I don't, veins, nerves, whatever, his puppet strings. Kincaid sees him him sleepwalking, but ignores it because, you know, he's he's a sleepwalker. So he's like, ah, fuck it. I'm going back to sleep. Joey sees Philip at the top of the building about to jump. Joey gets the nurse's attention, causing a ruckus. You know, he he, he grabs like a lunch plate off of her desk. He, He takes it and slaps a bunch of doors. All of them yell at him to wake up, but he doesn't. And you get that super cool visual of like Freddy is like a his face is like a cloud above the building and he cuts the uh the puppet strings 
and you see Philip jump to his death. Super awesome. Back to session, Dr. Gordon says to talk out your feelings. They all talk about Freddie. Dr. Neil tells them he gave up on them, and Dr. Sims says they are basically on lockdown now. Kincaid goes nuts on them. Dr. Gordon tells Dr. Sims he wants to prescribe hypnosil. Kincaid is in the quiet box, scared to sleep. And now we're getting to, you know, the, the, the next awesome kill. Jennifer is watching late night TV. A male nurse is trying to get Taryn to do drugs with her, with, with him. Jennifer nods off but uses a cigarette to burn herself. The interview gets weird, so she walks up to the TV. Freddie comes through the top of the TV and grabs her. Welcome to prime time, bitch, and slams her <laughs> head into the TV. I wrote, awesome kill. Max runs in and sees her dead. You know, you just see her head in the TV and her body just hanging from it. Super awesome. Drew, you want to go first, man? Uh, I'll say I'm not a big fan of, like, uh, like, I am, but I'm not, like. God damn it. God damn it. Do you like anything good? <laughs> yes. Which is, it, it's I'm kidding. Because, I'm messing with I mean, it, it explains a lot when I go to my favorite and least favorite kill at the end of this. It, it kind of explains my thinking on this. Like, I like I like these, but there's one dumb better than the other. I'm not going to say what that which one that is until the end. But, uh, all right. So um, I'm I'm not a big fan of the sleepwalking one because I'm just like ah oh, like out of all the things like they kind of exaggerated the uh, the puppetry like I like I liked how they did the puppetry but like it was just like so exaggerated it was so long I'm just like just get to the shit dangle them off and his feet <laughs> is sitting there dangling and then drop them let them go let them go like you didn't have to exaggerate the shit now the prime time bitch was damn good damn good still not my favorite kill but it was damn good i think i know which one is your favorite kill and it is a good kill like i'm pretty sure i know which one it is so but i love these two scenes i love them i just thought that maybe you know the whole that i mean i guess they uh i guess it was kind of like you know they were doing a like let's let's uh uh, pump up the anticipation for this kill because we know it was coming like, but then at the end, you're like, okay, is he gonna wake up at the last end right, right before he falls off the top of the the tower? It didn't happen. He he he, he splatted. He splatted like a watermelon. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I uh, I love both of these kills. When I think about my favorite kill in this movie, it's really damn hard to pick between these two for me. Actually, there is a third really awesome kill that I like in this movie, but. You know, it's really difficult. I love the marionette puppet scene. I think that's awesome. And I want to tell a quick story. So I know I got into horror late, but when I was a kid, I was at a sleepover. It's a true story. And I was, again, a giant pussy. But everyone else was watching Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I had never seen it, never heard of it, don't know anything about it. And I happened to walk out. To everyone else watching this in the living room, and I'm back in the back playing uh, No Mercy on the Nintendo 64. And I walk out, and I see this scene. Now, I was pretty young. I walked out on the puppet scene, and it scared the shit out of me. I never watched a horror movie again until 2007, so that's kind of how that fucking went. So, you know, that scarred me, but I love it now. Like, it is so cool. Um, I think that, like, that... Like, this is the movie where they start to kind of, the 
the kills, this is the perfect balance of the kills being over the top and the kills making sense. Like there's a couple of both in here and then four and five and dead, like none of the kills make sense. But in this one, you get a nice mix of logic and not so logical. So, uh, love. Welcome to prime time, bitch. I love that. Great stuff. Think it's awesome. Quote it all the time. Um, what I will say is, I know we probably talked about it before, but the line is improvised by Robert England. Oh, yeah. Wasn't mm-hmm. written in the script. He compl- It's the only Freddie line he ever improvised, according to him. That's what he said. It's the only one he ever improvised. I mean, that oh. came from him. I don't know if that's true, but that's what he said. So if that's the truth, great job, because that's really good. I uh, love these scenes. Um, a couple – okay, I want to – outside of these scenes, I hate the character of Will. I do. He is such a fucking nerd. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It really bugs me to my core. I, I just can't do it. I can't empathize. I'm like, man – uh, I'm sure you're a great guy, but I just can't. It's not a character I can relate to on a personal level, so not a big fan of the character Will. Uh, is that the wizard? I, is that wizard? Yeah, Will? yeah, oh, wizard yeah. Will. I, it's a no. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> oh, by the way, jock, Mike being a jock and a bully right now. I'm not. I just can't relate. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? But I do love these scenes. The way they're shot, the effects are great. Good stuff. That's. The, those two kills are why I fell in love with this movie in the first place. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's kind of pretty. It's pretty perfect that that uh, that Drew said what he said, and and the marionette scene is my fucking favorite kill in this movie. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert, dude. It just makes me cringe, man. I don't. I don't know. It's just because the it veins are popping up out of his arm, and I'm just like, oh god, like, and I I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah, the same thing with the prime time, bitch, man. I I actually, I had heard that he ad-libbed most of the one-liners in this movie. So that's something, I'm learning something hmm. on that. So if Robert England said it himself, then hey, you know, I, I was wrong in that. But He could have uh, lied yeah. either time. You never know. These actors, man. That's true. So I'm good. We're at the graveyard and the nun appears again. And she talks to Dr. Gordon. Nancy walks up and the nun just disappears out of nowhere. They're having dinner by the fire. He asks her about the Malaysian dream doll. It's supposed to bring, you know, good dreams to her. We're back to the group session now. Nancy tells him she knows who's trying to kill them. He's Freddy Krueger. Nancy says they're the last of the Elm Street children. She says Kristen is the key, but all of them have a strength. They try group hypnosis by looking at this pendulum. It doesn't work, in quotations, the first time. Joey wanders off with the nurse he's attracted to. She seduces him, lays him down. The group is in the dream. Will stands up because, you know, he's a he's the one in the wheelchair. Will stands up. That's his power. And he's a wizard. K- Kristen is a gymnast. I started laughing about that, honestly. Me too. That's why I, 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 put, I, put, I put in parentheses, <laughs> lame. Kincaid is super strong. Taryn is beautiful and bad. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> The nurse has Joey unzip her top, and I wrote, she's hot AF. <laughs> <laughs> they kiss, but then she becomes Freddy. She, she, she like, ties him to the bed with four different tongues. And then I wrote, <laughs> Brian, I wrote, tongue-tied dad joke. Shout out to B-Half. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the bed, the bed is like lava and fire underneath it. The group just now realizes that Joey's gone. 
the walls are really hot and like they and they're closing it's closing in on them dr sims walks in and they're all asleep code blue for joey let me flip my page real quick joey is in a coma the head doctor is scolding dr gordon and nancy and fires them dr gordon packs up and loads his car up but he sees the nun at the top of the building he breaks in with a rock somehow like that that's kind of a nitpick to me she says that this is where it began. She said a woman was raped hundreds of times by inmates. Her name was Amanda Kruger. The key is you must find the remains and bury them in hollow ground. She disappears. Nancy is with Joey. Freddie writes, come get him, bitch, on his skin, like with his razors. Love it. Brian, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, sure. I don't really have a whole lot. Just kind of what I said earlier, man. I'm not a really big fan of the whole finding their power scene. I mean, the powers, I, they just seem a little silly to me, man. Like I said, I like Kincaid's, I like Kristen's, and, I, I, and for some reason, the other ones just kind of come across as cheesy to me. Um, you know, I, I love this movie so much, but I think it delved a little bit too much into the silly with that. And, you yeah. know, it's a little campy. I mean, how do I say that and still say what I did about it being one of the best horror uh, Freddy movies? I don't know. I'm a walking contradiction, Drew, but... I'm saying both can exist simultaneously. I Absolutely. Guess. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and lastly, I really do like that Amanda subplot. I Me usually too. usually I don't like to to see too much backstory on the uh, on the bad guys here, but in this case, I like it. Although, although I think they go too much into trying to make it seem like that's why Freddie's crazy, and not enough into the child murdering. Which, like I said, mm-hmm. I don't want to see children murdered. I just want him to be hated like that's that's what makes freddy people forget that people forget he is a child murderer and you know i kind of wish they'd go a little bit more into that which i don't even think i cannot remember which one is it freddy's dead where they actually show him as fred krueger and and robert england's just playing fred krueger and it kind of shows him luring a kid into it and like like that for as crappy as that movie is, that's that's really good. I mean, that's a really good. I really wish they would have put that in more of these earlier movies. Right. Go ahead, Drew. Yeah, I'm with Brian on this. I like. I think you should have like before now should have already uh, laid out the groundwork of what he was, so you can have a hatred for this guy, mm-hmm. and you could have a like just like no no even sympathy for him because yeah he got burned alive blah 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 that's but like is his power does his power and evil come from like how he got how he was murdered or should should it be coming from the fact that like how he did what he did to these children that so many years ago so i i think you could have easily easily started this off and just be like okay this is what he did let's hate him and then that also puts in a little fear factor behind it because uh, even though he's been burned alive and he's coming back, his power is from his evilness instead of just how they killed him. Um, yeah, that's that's the cheesy yep. man. That's a really cheesy part. I think of five whenever they try to explain the whole how the the demons make a deal with him and stuff. Awful, and, awful and, shit. I mean that that's really terrible. But exactly what Drew said, man. If they would have just shown a you know shown a little bit more of the stuff that makes you hate him, like I was saying. So yeah, so you wouldn't you wouldn't have that fifty fifty with him. Like oh okay, like but. He he might not have did what he did. He could have been falsely accused. Maybe maybe whatever. They killed him this way, you know. 
there's there's nothing left behind. So I mean, other than that, I mean, obviously this is kind of nitpicking. Like you know, it's still great up to this point, and um, I'm I'm not real. I'm not a real big fan of the whole nun saying, "Oh, hey, this is what happened. This is the reason why you know." And he was born Freddy Krueger because she was raped by like a hundred mental whatever patients, and I didn't I didn't like that. I think you could have been just fine without it, just letting Freddie be Freddie uh, by his own actions, not because his mother or, you know, whatever. But then again, at the time, like, you know, those, those kind of, those kind of things of linear points in life do affect people in real life. So like, you know, you had something like that, you know, your mother's or whatever, is going to have those uh, different um, outlooks on, like, people. Like, you know, heaven forbid, like, you know, I, I don't I, I don't know what it, I ever don't ever want to know what it feels like to be raped. But, I mean, you know, that kind of thing will change the trajectory of a right. woman's life. So, obviously, that, that trajectory is going to change to how she raises her child, too. So... It kind of goes hand in hand, but the fact that they didn't go into it more, I think that they should have just kind of left it out on this episode. I mean, this this uh, movie. Good, Mike. So I'm always I've always been torn on this because I think it's a good subplot, like you said, but I'm not a big fan overall of my slasher icons getting too much backstory that 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 excuses their actions mm. so i'm okay with in-depth character like mm. like what makes his mind work stuff like that but what i don't like is when they try to make excuses for for michael for freddie for right. jason for right. leatherface especially leatherface god evil's evil right so to me let's just leave these guys evil but i'm also torn because i actually think it is a good subplot to this movie i just I don't know if it's necessary overall to just it's not necessary. Like I like the Amanda Kruger stuff, but I mean it it, it I don't like excusing Freddie's evil. Freddie mm. is a child molester and a child murderer. Right. That is evil. We don't need to root for Freddie, which is why the next four movies suck ass until mm. they bring Robert England back in. But you know, there's some good funny Freddie in this movie, but I still hate him at the end. So I'm not I'm not pulling for Freddie at the end of this movie, at least not to me. So I, I've always been torn on it. It does tear me a little bit because I do like those scenes, but I don't love the, the overall just making excuses for Freddy. Something else that we get throughout a couple of these scenes here and there, little dots. I know we're going to get to it. It, you know, the character work with Nancy and her dad, I think it's really well done. And I know we're not quite at those big scenes with it yet, but there's a couple other moments in this movie where you can kind of start to see. And I like, I like, lieutenant thompson's character arc in this movie he's oh, yeah. kind of an asshole in the first one and he mm-hmm. gets a chance to redeem himself uh coming up here so i really like that as well but as far as that subplot you know i, I kind of i mean i kind of said everything i have to say about that i think and uh i hate the i hate the powers the discovery scene i think it sucks it's the one bad thing in this movie that makes me go no man no, don't do this. Because I understand all of them having powers. I have no problem with that. I really don't. That is not my issue. My issue is the powers themselves 
and the scene where they find out. That's the that that's the part that I don't like. I'll say the only power that kind of really kind of annoyed me is everybody's was fine, but then when it came to uh, what's the character, and she's like, "Oh, this is my powers," and then she does like a Simone Biles, like you know, gym floor routine, like with <laughs> backflips and everything. That would be that's Crystal. the only one that annoyed me. Oh, that's very bad, very very bad. Like, Her power she could have in in your dreams, like your power, like. I want to be a world class gymnastic. She doesn't was that, need a. Was that right. Terrence? Was that Terrence? Uh, I think that's Terrence. I, I yeah, want to say that's, that's, Kristen. that's Kristen. That's Kristen. Yeah. Taryn, Taryn is the one with the switchblades and the. That's right. Yeah, yes. she basically oh, becomes right. like a gossip chick. The hot chick. daddy. The hot right. daddy. She wanted right. to be hot and a badass at the same right. time. By the way, I like the character of Taryn, especially coming up here in the next couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, when that bitch gets killed. God damn it. Why she got to be a B word? Wow. But no, real quick. Real quick. Yeah, we are. So, hey, that's my line from another show. But the Kristen character already has a power. She can pull people into dreams. Why is she a genius? Anyways, sorry. That's a nitpick. Go ahead. Nancy and Dr. Gordon are talking about burying his remains. Nancy says there's only one man who knows. Kristen doesn't trust Dr. Sims. Then the male nurses, they, you know, they restrain her and they put her in the quiet room. Nancy and Gordon are at the bar, and they find Nancy's dad. Nancy tells him we can stop him this time, but we need to know where his bones are. They call the hospital and find out Kristen is in the quiet room. Nancy heads back to the hospital. Then Dr. Gordon attacks Nancy's dad and says they're going on a scavenger. He pushes up against the wall, and he's like, I care about Nancy's living. And I was like, mm, I don't know if you should tell your dad, her dad all that, but, you know, go off, brother. Kristen <laughs> is praying in the quiet room. Gordon and Nancy's dad go to a church. He gets some holy water and he takes a cross. And the I thought it was kind of funny. The priest is like, "Uh, what are you doing with that?" He's like, "Here, just take my driver's license and I'll I'll come swap you again in a minute." Nancy sneaks into the hospital and Max won't let her see Kristen. So Nancy, she's like, "Well, can I see the other patients?" Nancy gets with the other patients and Doctor Gordon and Nancy's dad get to an auto salvage, you know, the junkyard where Freddie's bones are buried. Deep in the heart of the junkyard, he says. Nancy, Will, Taryn, and Kincaid go into another group dream. And Nancy stresses to them all that they have to stick together. And this is extremely, extremely dangerous. I'm going to just stop right there. Brian, you got any thoughts on that, man? Um, Yeah, actually, so John Saxon is Nancy's dad. Like like, like Mike said, gets a, a great story arc here as he gets to make up for all those past wrongdoings in the first one and failing Nancy and all that stuff. You know, it's it's more than just a cameo, so that's good. He gets to, to spoiler alert, take down Freddy as well. Um, if you go back to my our first episode, I actually said besides Nancy that that his character Thompson, uh, Sheriff Thompson, was my favorite favorite character in the first one. So uh, I really loved I really love to see him back here. Yep, um, me too. One one little funny thing I wrote down is as Max allowed Nancy back in the hospital, I couldn't help but think that uh, Max said. Uh, that's fine, and then mumbled, this is all the Matrix anyway. You know, Lawrence Fishburne. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh. um, yeah, so that that's all I had on those scenes. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Drew. Uh, so, I, I, lo- I loved the segue into how they uh, rolled into where the bones were and where the doctor and her dad goes and uh, how freaked out he is into it. So uh, I, I I enjoyed this middle of the way. 
of the scene. So question, do they imply that Nancy's mom died in that ending weird scene that we don't know if it's a dream or not, where he's, she's sucked back in through the, through the door. Is she, is she dead? Is that implied here? See, I well, that that too. The, the That's what I got. It. The movie said she died in this. She died. The movie okay. said that she was dead. Okay. I thought, well, Mike, what are your thoughts, brother? You know, like, the way she uh, pulled her back through the door, you know, she, she uh she got what she wanted out of it and which knew right off the bat that it wasn't a dream because she's like, Oh, fuck him. I don't care about the dick tonight. I'm you know, I'm not gonna get laid right now. I'm gonna take care of my daughter and I'm gonna put you under the covers. That's when I knew I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, she's dead. Right. So these scenes with uh Nancy's dad, again I kinda touched on them, so uh, one more little thing. It ends up being where Nancy's dad kind of becomes like Nancy's mom um, in a way where in the first movie, you get the dynamic where the dad is kind of like very critical of the mom because she's an alcoholic, you know, because she's not been a, a really great mom for Nancy. You kind of get that here where John Saxon kind of realizes maybe he's failed along the way. He's lost all the stuff he's worked for. And now he's an alcoholic, too. And so mm-hmm. you get that, you know, you get that. And that's a very, I love that character arc. I think it's really well done. Um, I like, I like some of these getting together, going into dream sequences, mostly just because Kincaid is a funny motherfucker. <laughs> um, I mean, I love the whole, uh, what is let's go kick this motherfucker's ass all over dreamland. That's line. That's one line I love. And I also love Freddie. Where you at? You burnt face pussy. <laughs> love Kincaid great shit great one liner so um, yeah I, I although I'm ready to get to the scene where where we kill Taryn because I, you know what that's my guess is Drew's favorite kill I'm throwing out my guess mm. it is okay. a good one it is a okay. good one they all all of them link up in the quiet room with Kristen and you see Freddie he, he, t- he uses his glove and cuts through the walls now Kristen is back at her opening paper mache moment with her mom. However, Freddie is the mom's uh, booty call now. He, he, you know, he walks in and cuts her head off and uh, charges her. She jumps through a window, is back in the house. Taryn is by herself now. Right off the bat in this dream, you know, this group dream, they're all separated. And Nancy right. said to stick together. I wonder, I mean, Freddie had to have been in control of that. Taryn right. is by herself now about to fight Freddie. You know, there's this bum in the corner of this alley. So he, he walks past Taryn. And then, you know, Freddy appears. They start fighting. And then you get this cool visual where his finger, you know, his razor gloves or whatever becomes needles. And her arms have like these, it looks like little mouths or whatever. Like where she, you know, she has injected her puncture holes. Like, they look like little mouths or whatever. And Freddy pushes her up against the wall and just shoves them all into her arm and overdoses her. And now here's one of my – it's not my favorite kill, but I'm glad this bastard died. Will is in a tunnel now. Yes. He hears a laugh. This kill sucks, and then a man. Soup, then a souped-up wheelchair charges him after a Freddy joke. He turns into the wizard master and blows up the chair. Then he hits Freddy with some magic. But, you know, magic don't do nothing to the OG Freddy. Freddy just grabs him and then stabs him right in the stomach. Like that that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, Kristen but it was Nancy, very satisfying though. It was very it was satisfying. Kristen and Nancy link up in a room 
but Kincaid breaks through the walls with super strength. They enter the door to the furnace. The doctor and Nancy's dad get out of the car, and dad says it's the dad's is that the dad says that the bones are in the caddy. Dad tries to leave, but Dr. Gordon ain't having it and throws him a shovel. They find Joey hanging over the fire and they, t- you know, and they tell him to let him go. Freddie does, you know, he's about to fall in Freddie and Kristen. They start fighting. Kincaid pulls Nancy and Joey up from falling into this fire. Nancy stabs Freddie through the gut with like his metal beam. But then, you know, it has a cool visual where he licks the blood off of it. Then he shows his shirt with like the faces of children in his chest. Then mm-hmm. Freddie disappears and drops Kincaid. And I'm gonna read this last final scene by itself, guys. Mike, you want to go first on those two scenes I just read? Uh, side note, I I don't know if I'm alone in this. I, I I I've seen it get some backlash on the internet, but I love the 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 effects of the souls of the children. Oh yeah, like, I think that I think that effect is really awesome. Like that is a really cool addition to the Freddy lore where he yeah. collects the souls of the children that, that he kills. I think that's a really cool uh, addition. So really fun. Uh, I, I love Terrence kill. I think the visual of Freddie's glove with the needles is awesome. Awesome. I hate, and I do mean hate. I know I said I only had one nitpick. No, I have two. I hate Will's kill. That kill sucks. No, it's, it's terrible. It's it was terrible. And in a movie full of really cool kills, it falls flat. Like, honestly, what's sad about it is that would be a good kill in them, like in Dream Master and Dream Child and Freddy's Death. Like, it would be one of the best kills. But in this movie, it really stinks compared to the other kills. So I um, I was ready for Will to die anyway because, again, I think he's a pointless character. Uh, but I, I like these kills. I'm ready to get to the last scene, though, because the last scene is one of my favorites. Mike, before anybody else goes, I agree with you, man. I think the problem with it is we're watching a Freddy Krueger movie and we get this kid as a wizard. It's yeah, so it, it bugs it's, me. It's, it's so lame to me. I, yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed watching. I didn't like the kill personally, but I enjoyed watching Will get killed. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Brian. No, I agree. And the whole reason I asked earlier about Nancy's mom is because of this scene here where Kristen's mom dies. So I guess you assume that she's died, she's dead. But yet she's in the next movie. So that's why, I mean, I guess maybe this was a, a fake Kristen's mom or whatever, you know, I, that Freddie was just playing with her or whatever. But that's why I was I was asking, because if it's the same kind of the same rules, I guess, that they kind of try to throw in the first one. Um, That's why I was. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I was asking about Nancy's mom. And and, and that was because of the scene right here. Um. And and like Mike said, the first time you see Kruger's souls of the children in the stomach um, in, in these movies uh, completely, um, I love it. The practical effects right there were, were fantastic. Go ahead, Drew. Um, yeah, the wheel kill. Jesus Christ. It was, it was, ugh. <laughs> ugh. it was, was so awesome. bad. Was even awesome. though, even though. I will say the one-liner with uh, Freddy when he's like, sorry, kid, I don't believe in fairy tales. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the glove comes out. I mean, it was, it could have been done so much better, but like uh, Mike said, it just fell flat right there because, I don't know, it it, it let me down because I'm like, oh, how are you going to have like a, a tagline like that and then that's what you get from it? It, it hurt. It hurt. That one hurt my soul. 
all right, fellas, this is the very, you know, this is the ending of the movie. I'm sure we're all, I, I, I don't know, I'm kind of torn how I feel about it, but let's do it. The two, the two men, Dr. Gordon and Nancy's dad, they're digging up, they're digging and they hear a noise. And all the cars in the junkyard around them, they start going nuts. Like the lights start going off, the horns are going, you know, like wheels are spinning. Then the skeleton appears and attacks them. He throws Nancy's dad and he's impaled through the chest. He knocks a doctor, you know, he, he knocks a doctor out, knocks him into the hole they just dug up and starts to cover his body, you know, and then he's, he's covering the body with dirt and then you just see the skeleton collapse. Back to the house and Freddy is taunting them through mirrors. Then all of a sudden, you know, he's like pulling all, like all the other characters into these mirrors. Then all of a sudden, Joey gets up the quiet one and yells and all the mirrors shatter and they all fall out of the mirrors. Nancy says over and her dad appears he apologizes for what's happened it's freddie though he stabs nancy with his glove he gets on top of kirsten and starts attacking her but then all of a sudden nancy jumps on him and rams his glove into him then you see dr gordon he throws you know the holy water onto the bones of any you know, of the corpse and then you see like these like beams of light uh, come out of freddie's body and he starts to fade away kristen tells nancy that I won't let you die. Well, now we're at Nancy's funeral. Dr. Gordon sees the nun again and chases <laughs> after her. He sees a tombstone and it says Amanda Kruger. She was Freddie's mother. He's a, now at the very, end, the very end of this movie, Dr. Gordon, he's asleep in bed with the Malaysian dream doll bedside and the puppet, you know, the, the paper mache house. Then all of a sudden, a light in that paper mache house turns on, basically just indicating that Freddie is still alive. Brian, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, while I love that they uh, they gave John, my man John Saxon something meaningful to do, the stop motion Kruger skeleton man it takes me out of it. Like, yeah, it just it looks really bad and really campy, and I don't understand. Just give me normal Freddy right there, because dude, that would have been a hell yeah. of a reunion because. You know, Thompson and company burned his ass alive to begin with. So what mm -hmm. you, can you think about the, the reunion you could have gotten between and what you could have gotten with uh, with Freddie and, and Thompson, you know, seeing each other one last time before he killed him? I think that would have been a really powerful thing that they really missed the boat on there. Um, I love the reveal of Amanda here, um, not just being a nun, but being Amanda Kruger herself. I thought that's a pretty cool thing if you've never seen it. And then you just kind of realize that here at the end. That that's you know she was talking about that the whole time. Um, the light at, the light in the paper mache house had just Beetlejuice written all over that to me. Oh, like so, so yes. I just that's why I was yes. like, eh, yeah, I just that's I couldn't really get with that either. But you know, overall, not bad, not bad. Go ahead, Drew. Uh, I I like this, and I, I, I'm gonna follow up with Brian on this on like uh, the Amanda Kruger part. Like I didn't understand why the the nun like it just kind of kind of put in there. I was like, oh, I don't realize why they put that in there. But then at the end, it kind of wraps it up in a nice little bow. Like, right. oh, okay, this is who she was, and like that's the reason why she led him to there. Um, I I, I love the ending. Love the ending to this movie. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I think this is the one big difference that me and Nico had on this movie. I think we both have talked about loving it a lot before, but he didn't care for the ending. I think it's great, and I I like the way they I like the way they get rid of Freddy. I do agree with you with the uh, Freddy skeleton. Just give me normal scary Freddy. Why why do we have to do that? It doesn't it it 
it doesn't fit. So I do agree with you there. But I like the way that they get rid of Freddy. Um, I I like I, I know I'm alone in this, but to me the the killing off Nancy is only bad because they didn't do anything good with it. Yeah. So yeah. when you follow it up with shit, of course it's like, well, you should have just kept Nancy alive. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Had they followed it up with something good, I think killing off an important character like we've talked about with the Halloween uh, timeline, killing off an important character would be fine if you followed it up with something good. So I think killing off Nancy is is a really good like stamp at, okay, we have the balls to kill off a very beloved character. In the fourth movie, whoever was in charge of that shit should have, okay, well, now we have to do this justice. Instead of we're just going to give you Funny Freddy for an hour and 28 minutes, and it'd be a total shit show. So I, I'm i okay with that. I like the I, I like how they tie Amanda Kruger back in. Still torn on the subplot, but I like how they all make it work. I think the end is good. Like, I, I, I see a lot of controversy on the end. To me, it's still better than the first ending. Like, the first ending pisses me off to no end. Like, I, yeah. I get really mad at not only not only the way they get rid of Freddy, but the, the way it's a double damn ending, and it really is dog shit but um <laughs> i actually like this one better i know i'm probably alone in that than the first one no i'm yeah. not there with you i think the second's better than the first one but i will say this like like how do how do y'all feel the the franchise would have went if they would have kept uh nancy to kind of keep going as like you know like a laurie strode type character throughout the throughout the fan- franchise See, I think eventually it gets stale. Yeah, and, and I agree it probably does. But if you are going to keep her and bring her in, it needs to be like in a Loomis role where it's like right. he, they're the she's the one saying, all right, look, motherfuckers, this is what's happening. So you don't have to go through that whole them trying to figure out, oh, killing me in my dreams, it's in real life. She's like, all right, look, this is what's happening. This is what you need to do. Try to get rid of it. You know, and may, I know you could maybe bring her. You're right. It probably would have gotten stale. But like you said, they followed up with just such dog shit. Like oh, it's so bad. It's and I really do like the continuity with with the franchise as far as like he's trying to kill the children of the of the people that burned him alive. Like that's a legit good yeah. like purpose for him. Right. Revenge. It's, yes. Whenever it, it's whenever he skews from that in the franchise is when it's like, well, all right, well, what are we doing here? So I think they lost their way for sure. So. I'm glad you said that. As much as I love Loomis, and I do, I, I, I'm a, I've said it a million times on this show. He I'm a huge stale. fan of the character of You're Loomis. Right. He did. But him, he just became a freaking crazy person himself. You're like, right. he's running around, talking, get out of there. It's scary. Oh, Michael Myers is back. Like, that's kind of how he ended up being. And I felt like you would have done the same thing with Nancy had she just kept, I've been through this. Run, 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 bitch, run for your life. Get some help. Like, you know, like, I, I, I think that's the direction it would have eventually went. And by the way, I'm not 100% sure Heather Langenkamp wanted to play Nancy forever either. I I think she would have eventually been like, please kill me off respectfully in a good way. So maybe that was her way of getting out of this franchise. I'm not sure. I didn't read up on that, so I'm not really sure. I don't. Then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Wes Craven didn't even want to make a sequel to the first one in the first place. But I right. guess, you know, it made so much money. Hey, money talks and here he comes. So, you know, I don't know. Drew, my only answer to your question is it depends on what type of Freddy you go with, too, because I don't want right. to see Nancy with Funny Freddy. I have no desire to see that. Yeah, yeah go ahead. 
so Brian, so Brian, I, I want to talk about how you're talking about like you know if they if they went with Nancy like you know saying hey this is what you do in your dreams isn't that kind of what the uh, the doctor the groundbreaking doctor that came in this one was kind of the character that this one in, in this movie you mean like that's the character she was playing in this movie or yeah you because mean that, she was like doctor? you know they were like hey we're gonna bring her on she's this groundbreaking like you know college student like ace yeah. whatever and she's like hey this is the dream isn't that kind of the character that she played in this one like yeah. hey this is what you need to do like yeah. we don't need and, to let them and, and, and i liked her and i like i like her character it also, though, I mean, you know, do you you got a creative choice that maybe Wes Craven could have done? You know, shit, I'm, I mean, I'm not Wes Craven, but, you know, do you take her down the avenue of, all right, if you've gone through this shit twice now, you're going to start going a little crazy. So do you mm-hmm. take her down that path of being crazy and breaking her down? I don't know if I want to see, you know, Nancy in that broken down state, kind of like you get. God damn. And I'm going to I'm going to freaking quote Resurrection, but kind of like you get Laurie Strode in Resurrection you know, where she's broken down, you know, in, in the mental institution, like after a while, you kind of to be normal or, you know, realistic, realistic in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but realistic. I mean, you, she would probably start going crazy. So I don't know, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not Wes Craven. I just, I like her character. I would have liked yeah, me to too. but then I don't want to see him fuck it up either. So what I think I kind of, what if he became like the Ed and Lorraine Warren though, you know, just oh. visiting people with, uh, you know, dream issues or, you know, is it real? Is it Freddy? That'd be kind of a cool angle, but, you know, right. who knows? As long as that's handled well, it, it, it would have been great. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I really- they kind of dropped the ball now because I think it is a character that you could have related, like, more uh, sequels to or whatever. You could have even branched it off from that one. Uh, again, like Brian said, not Wes Craven. Yeah. But I really do love her in, in New Nightmare, dude. I, Me too. I, lo- She's I love great. that movie. Shit. She's great. And by the way, just don't turn her into Halloween 5 and Halloween 6, Dr. Loomis, and we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, just don't do Halloween 2018, because that was uh, garbage. Much better will, than any movie you suggested. Anyway, so. I will say that I, um, I really like Nancy, the character. I enjoy the movies he's in, but I'm kind of glad she's not in them. Because to me, the biggest one of the biggest flaws of Halloween is that yep. Laurie Strode is almost just as damn popular as Michael. Yeah, I don't, she's I, don't, more I, don't, popular. I don't want the final girl, the final guy or whatever to be as popular as the slasher. That's just my opinion. Like, I love Tommy Jarvis and his movies, but he's nowhere near. He doesn't come to mind like Jason does. And that's the problem. Like, I think y'all two definitely do have with Halloween is there's just too much Laurie Strode in it. Yeah. I, think I, I really just would have liked somebody. Halloween. I just would have liked somebody to die, somebody, yeah. anybody. Yeah. But all three <laughs> lived. That's a problem for me. Yeah. Take a, take a, Y'all ready to jump into some fun facts real quick? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I got five of them. Go ahead, Nico. I got two from IMDb and three from ScreenRant.com. Uh, the first one from IMDb is Jennifer Rubin, the character of Taryn was told by some of her fans that her character had caused them to quit drugs, and the actress is very proud of that. Once after a tiring day on set, Robert England fell asleep in his dressing room, still in full Freddy makeup. When he awoke, he looked in the mirror, and he got a terrible scare out of it. (laughs) In the screen rant, uh, in Will's death, the uh, wizard, the blades in Robert England's glove wouldn't retract, 
so they improvised by putting a two by four under his shirt. Thankfully, England had good aim, or it could, or he could have been severely hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. The character of Terran accidentally stabbed England in the ribs with, you know, that little switchblade. And then, like you guys have already said, primetime bitch line was improvised. That's all I have. Brian, you want to go next? I, I, I said all mine during the thing, actually. So, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Trying okay, to see cool. if I had I was trying to see if I had any more that uh, Nico didn't have. I don't I don't think so. I think I think we've talked about everything that. I mean, I said most of mine during the show. I meant to mention the Terran kill uh, when it came up. So, or or you know how that almost messed up Robert England. So, nope. I think we're good. I I think we went to the same websites. <laughs> yeah. What a uh, one fun fact I didn't write down because I couldn't find the exact numbers is New Line gave almost the entire budget just to special yeah. effects in this movie. Yep. 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 And you can definitely tell because they're great. And I'm gonna go ahead and ask the question now from uh, my friend Maddie Tally from Twitter. And we can just answer it in our review, in our ratings or whatever. Okay. He, ba- okay. he basically just said on Instagram, in my opinion, this is the best of the Nightmare films. Do you agree? Why or why not? Just answer that in your review. Does that sound good? Yep. Sounds good. Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. I'll, I'll, go, ain't no problem. I'll, go, I'll go second behind you. Okay. Oh, so you, me and you are going to debate the ending. Okay, that sounds good. Favorite kill I wrote. This is tough, but I'm going with uh, Philip the Puppet. I honestly yeah. think that I love the look of it. It's unique. I like that. It, I honestly like that it's drawn out a little bit. Uh, I think Jennifer's death, primetime bitch death is great, but I think it's the line that's great, not the actual kill. So that's what I'm going to roll with. My least favorite kill is Will. I, I said the wizard gimmick was lame as hell, and it's just a basic stab to the gut. All right, Maddie, my rating of this movie, here we go. I gave the OG Nightmare on Elm Street an 8.5, and I wrote, this is my number two in the franchise, but it's close, 8.25. I really don't like the ending. I hate the the skeleton scene is bad. I hate the way it looks, and I hate the fact that Nancy dies. I don't, I, I, I don't, I hate that Nancy dies in this movie the way she did. Uh, I wrote, I love the two kills in this movie. They're great. They're iconic. They make this movie, in my opinion. Nancy is great in this movie. The special effects are great. But I wrote in, conclu- in conclusion, but this is the start of Funny Freddy, and I don't like that. I like I like my Freddy darker, like the yeah. original New Nightmare, and I really, really, really like Freddy vs. Jason Freddy. He's he's awesome in that movie. All right, Mike, go ahead and debate my ending. I, I really don't hate. No, I mean, no. I, I mean, I don't know. No, the, I mean, the I already the OG is not great, but. Right. That skeleton shit was horrible. I hated no, that. I mean, I already touched on it. I, I, That's the one thing I don't like from the ending. But everything else I'm fine with, including uh, killing off Nancy. I, I personally don't have a problem with that. So I wanted to review this movie because it was my favorite horror sequel of all time, including how uh, the, wow. you know, the other Halloweens. It's my favorite horror sequel for me, mm. personally. Wow. Damn. Um, it's my number one nightmare movie. I, I rank it above the original because of the original ending. I love the original a lot. Like I, I, I think I read it in an eight or an eight point five as well. So it's not like I hate that movie. I, I, I could pop that movie in any time. But I love this movie. I love certain character arcs. I love certain characters. I, again, I love the character of Kincaid. I quote him all the time. I love Freddy in this movie. This is the last time I like Freddy though. Until Freddy, until New Nightmare, and then Freddy versus Jason. 
I like he's still scary, but he does have a couple one-liners. They're not overdone like we're about to see in the next however many damn sequels there is. So, and I love the character of Nancy in this movie. She's strong. She's a protector. She, you know, she's a badass in a different way than she is almost in the first one. And I actually liked the character of Kristen, who's strong but vulnerable, scared, scared, scared out of her mind, obviously, but never really seems like like she's cowering with fear. Like she's scared, but she still wants to take on Freddy and beat Freddy. Uh, she just needs some help doing it, and I, I I think that's a good character arc as well. My favorite kill is the puppet kill um, because of the look, just how gross and cool it looks. Like that's why I love that kill. Um, I love Welcome to Prime Time, bitch. Like I think that's awesome. The line is good. The kill is okay. Like you know that I love the way Freddy's head pops out of the TV. That's cool oh, yeah. as shit. But you know, uh, head through the TV is not like my favorite kill in the world. So. I think, and my least favorite kill was Will. Fuck that kill forever. <laughs> but I do think Taryn's death is underrated as shit. The The look of Freddy with the needle glove is a really cool look. Like, I love that imagery. So props to them for another really cool kill that I think goes overlooked. My rating, I think I, I don't even remember what I rated the OG. Maybe an 8 or 8.5. For me, I can pop this movie in anytime and enjoy the shit out of it. And that holds weight with me, so I'm gonna give it a nine. It is a nine for me. I I love the I love the fuck out of this movie, man. And it and I I also love the Dream Warrior song. I can work out to that song and be totally fine. I want to touch on one thing for somebody goes next. I agree with you about Taryn. The death is cool. It looks cool, and I really love when Freddie like you get that close up of his face. And he looks like you know he's having like an orgasm, shooting all that the drugs into her. <laughs> I love I love the face he makes. By the way, it's right. a really the face. Up, the Freddy O face. It's a really <laughs> fucked up kill when you think it, about it. Because it she's is. a recovering drug addict and he he kills her by ODing her. It's pretty fucked up. Oh boy, now we get Drew versus Brian now. Here we go. I you know, y'all which one of y'all wants to go first? I'll just let y'all. Uh oh. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Scratching the goatee there. <laughs> like doing the chin look. So I'm going to almost fully, almost fully agree with Nico on this, the, almost the whole wow. way down, man. I'm not a fan of the ending. I already told you what I think they should have done with the skeleton, and I, I think you can agree that would have been 50 million times, you know, yes. better than what we got yeah. there. Um, as far as my best, my favorite kill, same thing, the marionette kill, love it. Um, the worst kill, I just don't. I don't really like how Nancy's dad dies either. I mean, for such an important character. To the, mm-hmm. to the history of the whole thing. Like, you know, he was one of the OGs that burned Freddy and he gets that kind of shitty kill and from, from you know, Skeleton Bones uh, Freddy. So, um, you know, that that's my worst favorite kill. I actually gave the original a nine and I said, I remember I went back and listened to my rating because I wanted to see what I gave it. I, I said, because I went right after Nico and I said, well, Nico rated an 8.5. So I gave it a nine just because of that. If I could like go back and really and change it, I would say I gave it an eight point five, and I would give this movie an eight point two five, which is like I said, same damn same damn rating as uh, as Nico. The only thing that uh, that I'll say is this is my third favorite um, uh, nightmare movie, um, and that's because I really like um, New Nightmare the most. 
Um, and then right after that, you know, the OG both being the the Dark Freddy for the same reason, like I said, as Nico. Yep. And this is enjoyable. It's fun. A lot. I love the movie. It's a great sequel, but it's not my favorite Freddy. You know, by at least two movies. Right. Right. Retweet. Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> well, boys. Uh oh. We have come upon <laughs> our favorite time. It really is, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite kill is the Terran kill. Boom, called it. Yes, sir. My favorite kill is the Terran kill, just because I, I, I felt like they went somewhere like where not only was the kill great, but it was something that was super terrifying to her. Like, she's just a recovering addict. She was doing great. And then there's like, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna kill you by how uh, you probably should have. You thought you was gonna get killed before you reformed or whatever. Yeah, I do um, love how she was like karate kicking ass, and then as soon as he pulled those needles out, she just went, "Oh, like, give it to me, done, like done. yes, just give it to me." <laughs> yeah, I do. Love and, it. and I was like with Nico, I was like that's exactly what I said. I was like, "Oh my god, look at Freddy's O face!" Like <laughs> when he when he put the needles in it, and like you see it like just going into her. It's just like, oh yeah, that there's the O face. Um. My my worst kill, um, it was between Will and um, the original, the the first kill, the the dragged out. I didn't like how they dragged it out on that that the first the puppetry kill. I that was just me. Uh, I think what kind of changed it for me between that one and the Will kill is just because it had such a great tagline from Freddy. You know. It just he's just like sorry kid I don't believe in fairy tales and then bam here comes the glove that was the only reason I didn't get that one in my last but uh, I'll say this uh, this one is my favorite I love this one better than the OG I don't even remember what I what I rated the OG yeah. it, it probably wasn't very high just knowing me as Drew Howell. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, the truest thing you said all night. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm about facts tonight, brothers. I'm about facts tonight. I'll, this is my second ra- uh, second highest rated movie we have done so far. I'm going to give it a 9.0. Oh, shit. Nice. Okay. Wow. Okay. Hold up. Let me ask you a question, though. Did, so you're saying the puppet kill is your least favorite? Yes. Only because it was so dragged out and, like, I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why is it Jesus Christ? I have I, so that I have kill is great. That kill is great. Like I don't like that kill is great. It's it's okay. It, they it's dragged okay. it out. It was too much. I said that in the in the very beginning. I was like, it's too drawn out. If they would have just been like, hey, you know, blah blah blah. Here it is. Da 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 da. da. And like they they made it intense. Yes, but I don't know. I just expect more from a kill. Like it's a window kill for me. And y'all know how I hate window kills. I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I'm a, I got you. <laughs> I love that kill, though, but it's fine. Mike, the reason Mike picked, I don't even know if we even said this shit at the beginning, no, but the reason, Mike, the reason Mike picked for us to review this movie is because it came out February 27th. What what year was it? Oh, shit, 1987. 1987. Right? 1987. Yeah. 1987. So we wanted to drop this movie February on February the 27th, you know, just to honor this movie. I kind of feel like we owed Freddy Krueger another movie because Nightmare was our very first movie. We were all nervous as hell. We really didn't have our our <laughs> format and everything down pat yet. So we kind of we kind of owe the original another review too eventually. 
But I'm really glad we did review this movie. This was great. I enjoyed watching it again. I'm sure I think all of us enjoyed rewatching this movie again. And yeah, I look forward to ranking this franchise down the road. Absolutely. I was going to say, I'm really excited to rank this franchise with us now. Like, that's going to be a lot of fun because yes. we the bottom four, four. The bottom four rankings is going to be the, the fun part. Which one's I know. The well, Freddy's Dead is the shittiest. But. Freddy's Dead is the shittiest. And if someone else doesn't have that there, I'm going to walk over to your house and kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, you too. You too, Drew. You better have Freddy's Dead last. What if it's my I know, favorite? Now I, now I know where what you live. What if it's live, my favorite when I watch it? What if it's my favorite? What are you I'm gonna kicking do? you in the nuts. I'm kicking There's you no right There's no way on God's green earth it's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you are fired if it's your favorite. Freddy is the fired? Wizard of Oz in this movie. Or he's Bet. the Witch of the Wet of Good the luck. in that movie. Good luck. Good I'm luck. Kidding. kidding. <laughs> Although you're suspended indefinitely without pay. So there you go. Oh, man. But anyways, I, I really... Do you want to say something, Brian? No, the only thing I was going to say is that, you know, I said at the beginning of this thing about how this is like the quintessential Freddy. Like, if you think about Freddy, all the quotes, all the everything in marketing, like, and you ask somebody about Freddy, like, this movie, I believe, is the one they think about. This is the one that, you know, if they they talk about Freddy, like, this is him. And I kind of think that's a little sad because I like, like I said, I really like Dark Freddy better. So I kind of hate that, that joking joking freddy is although he was not fully joking freddy he's not fully you know nightmare for freddy yet but you know i kind of i kind of hate that like that's that's the that should be chucky you know that really shouldn't be freddy oh that's just my that's just my opinion chucky's a doll well what i'm saying is what i'm you can kick chucky and be done with it well, I'm talking about joking, smart ass, like every oh, okay, everything's okay, a one liner. Like gotcha. that that's what I'm talking about. You just like go to sleep play. and avoid him. <laughs> that's pretty difficult. <laughs> Damn it, it's pretty difficult. Facts. Anyways, I'm so glad we know. I'm glad yeah. we really did I'm I'm really glad we did this movie tonight. I really enjoyed talking about it. And yeah, we'll be back soon, guys. We appreciate all support. So I want to say one last thing. Go watch this movie. Go watch this movie. If you if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it yet, go watch this movie. It is fun. Um, I understand why it wouldn't be somebody's favorite because they like a darker Freddy, and I prefer a darker Freddy too. But go watch this movie. I think you'll really enjoy it if you've never seen it. A lot of people I know have only seen the first one. No, go out of your way to watch this movie. You'll have a really good time. And then Jesus stop. Christ, I rated it <laughs> and nine. then. And then I rated stop. it a nine. They better go watch it. I rated it a nine. Oh, you have super authority? What the hell is this? You also rated a really good movie at 4.5. Anyway, we'll see you next time. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there.